I was asked the other day if I could only teach people one thing about mindset, but I would be guaranteed that everybody would learn it. What would I say and what would I teach? And it just makes for the most fun podcast episode ever. Welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. My name is Heather Gray. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And I loved this spontaneous question. I was just sort of catching up with someone talking about what I do. And she asked me this question, if I could teach everybody just one thing about mindset. I can only teach one lesson, but it would guarantee me that everybody would learn it and do it. What would I say and what would I teach? And I have to tell you that we know that in like regular everyday life, um, there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of struggle and there's a lot of story and there's a lot of hurt and there's a lot of hope and there's a lot of dreaming and there's a lot of fearing. There are so many things and so many layers and so many steps that it takes to come to a place of understanding. I don't want this episode to be an oversimplification of the human experience. I don't want to presume that if this one thing just everybody would get, it would be so easy. The feedback I get most consistently about the way I present things, the way I teach, the way I coach, and even in my regular everyday personal life, is that I make it sound so easy. I I sometimes think it's simple, but not hard. Um, I do think it's a really basic concept, but I don't, when I say, if people just learn this one thing, everything would be fine. I don't want to simplify pain. I don't want to um, minimize trauma or our personal story or history. So when you hear me say my one thing, I don't want you to think that this is all I think there is. That being said, I really do think good mindset, a healthy mindset development comes down to understanding and accepting one basic principle. I say it so boldly and so strongly that if everybody really did learn this one lesson, I would be out of work. I wouldn't have a job anymore. But here's the thing. It's simple to say, but can take a lifetime to really figure out how to put into action. So what am I talking about? It's the basic idea that we as humans do not have to believe everything we think. Our actions are so largely determined by our thoughts that It really keeps us in a corner, keeps us playing small, and keeps us locked in fear. If we were to stop believing everything we think and take action anyway, so many of us would be leaps and bounds closer to the life we want and the businesses we want to be building. The issue happens is we get so distracted by our thoughts. We get so overcome by the emotions they create in us that we can't help but have a reaction. So much of that comes down to vulnerability. And you've heard me talk about it on the show a thousand times, and you'll hear me talk about it on the show a thousand more if you continue to listen. That so much of 
sort of what prevents people from living with healthy mindset, from taking action, is they're so afraid of not knowing, of being caught unaware, of falling and not being able to get back up, of being rejected, of being disconnected, being lonely, all of the fears, all of the thoughts, all of the what ifs, everything, all of that stuff altogether clouds the view for a lot of people around what's possible. If I were to teach people one lesson, it would be, (laughs) a lot of my coaching clients hear me say this all the time, I don't care what you think, what are you going to do? If you can learn to stop letting your behaviors be dictated by your thoughts of what's possible and what isn't possible, what you're capable of and what you're not capable of, what you would be really good at and what you would be awful at. If you could stop choosing actions based on stories you're telling yourself, you would be more set up for success in the life and the business you want. But what happens is we're biologically wired to, to sort of avoid risk and to avoid rejection and to avoid bad things happening. It's like that fight, flight, or freeze response. So when something new happens, when the unknown is in front of us, we have this automatic sort of stranger danger alert that happens internally that says, careful, careful, you don't proceed, proceed with caution, this might be bad. And we listen to that biological response as if it's fact and as if it's true. Rather than recognizing that just because something is new, just because something is unfamiliar, doesn't mean it's bad, doesn't mean it's wrong, and it doesn't mean we're not capable of dealing with it. The idea that we may have never done something before, that's not a reason to try. The idea that we might miss out and lose some money in an investment, that's not a reason to try. A lack of experience is not a reason to try. But all of those things we create in our heads, all of the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, those are the things we need to attack. Those are the things we need to question, take a second look at, and determine that we are going to move against the grain because we change our stories about ourselves with our behavior. It happens sometimes when we don't even realize it. You know, one of the things that I keep sort of remembering as I, you know, have this conversation with you today is how at one point in time, um, I, you know, I was pretty heavy and overweight. Um, and I did not see myself as someone who was physically fit, capable of physical fitness, or able to sort of be consistent with any workout or diet regimen, because I never had before. And at some point in time, I just decided I needed to start exercising. I didn't put a goal attached to it. I didn't say it was to lose weight, to be healthy, to lower cholesterol, to anything. It was just like, I have to do this because not doing it is not working for me anymore. Not working out isn't working for me. But what I needed to do 
is just press play and go and choose a workout and start. Because my story about having never been an athlete, there's a lot of proof in that. <laughs> like if you wanted to like look at the evidence, I was always the kid that was picked last in gym class for any kind of team. I was always the one that when they did the physical fitness test and somebody had to run the mile, I was always the one lagging behind at the end. I never did a successful pull-up. And there's all these like sort of factual examples of times when like I just wasn't physically fit. So at a time where I'm thinking about exercising several years ago, if I believed everything I thought, if I believed the evidence, if I fact-checked it, I would find out that in fact I was not very athletic, I wasn't very graceful, and I wasn't really good at working out. I just decided to move anyway. And over a period of time of several years, I lost a large chunk of weight and I got into martial arts and began kickboxing. And then I abandoned kickboxing because I liked boxing regular so much better. And that's how my story changed. Not by sitting in a chair and saying like, I don't know if I could. I don't know about this. Like, I don't know if this is really me. I'm going to embarrass myself. If I had, you know, sort of paid any attention to my thoughts or feelings, I would still be in that proverbial damn chair talking about working out someday instead of learning how to work out, how to take care of my body, how to build endurance and taking it one step at a time. That's true for pretty much anything we're going to face in life. We can't control what happens to us. Though, And whatever happens is going to bring up thoughts, is going to bring up feelings, is going to change our story of the like what's right in the world and what's safe in the world and all of that. None of that is anything we have control over. The only thing we have control over is what we do next. So regardless of the stories in our head, regardless of what our experiences tell us, if we are to take new and deliberate action, we will change the story we have about ourselves, what we're worthy of, what we're capable of, and we will learn for ourselves from personal experience that we, our potential really is only limited by how big we're willing to dream. But here's what happens. We have a thought, we have a feeling, and you guys have heard me walk you through this on the show before, and I'm going to do it again. But we have a thought, we have a feeling, and we start scanning for proof positive. And we look at all the evidence that says, like, you are right. This is something to be afraid of. Of Yes, this is a good example. You never finish anything you start. Or, oh, you're absolutely right. You have been, you know, a plus-size person since sixth grade. There's no way that you're ever not going to be a plus-size person or whatever the story is, you're going to fill in the blank and you are going to find all the proof positive for why that's true. Because that's what we do when we're anxious and fearful. We collect an army, we get our soldiers in line, and we try to collect proof of what's true. The only way we talk back to that supposed proof, the only way we get into a new argument, a new way of being, and a new way of moving through the world is if we choose a different action regardless of what we think or feel. 
why are people in coaching groups that I'm a member of still in the same damn place that they were two years ago for no other reason than they continue to believe what's in their head? Why do people fail to launch, keep talking about the coulda, shoulda, wouldas and what they'll do someday is because they continue to be influenced by what they think. Why do some people, when they try it and it doesn't work out the first time, do they quit? Because they continue to be influenced by what they think. Rather than recognizing that at any point in time, they can change the ending to the story or change the chapter or write an entire new book simply by choosing a new and different action. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you believe. And I don't care what your experience tells you. If it's really true that I could teach one thing and be guaranteed that everybody would listen, it would be to choose to move anyway. Just do something. Pick something. Figure out what happens next when it happens. But make a play. Show up at the table. Get, like I'm gonna think of every sports analogy known to man, but like you know, like like you know, show up at the plate, swing the damn bat. Like it's it's so not rocket science. And this is where I get in trouble, right? <laughs> People say I make it sound so easy and it's because I go and I say it's not rocket science. But it really isn't, my friends. It, it really, really isn't. It's about thinking you might fail, knowing you might fail, knowing you might not have enough experience, knowing you might not have enough money or uh, not know enough. There's so many not enoughs you could have, but doing it anyway. And seeing what happens and recognizing that you, my friend, are capable of figuring it out. But it doesn't work just talking and thinking about someday. You just need to choose an action. And then repeated new actions over time change the story of what we're capable of. And the only way I know how to sort of walk you through this is to sort of, and this is so annoying to be reminded of, but when I had my brick and mortar private therapy practice for 10 years, I barely needed to to market the business. I was pretty full with a waiting list pretty consistently. And it was really because it, I, the business took off because I was one of the first um, therapists in town who developed a website. And because of that, like people easily found me, could learn more about me and then hired me as a result. And then over time, I just, I was working in a small town. So word of mouth kind of took over. And I, you know, I built my business that way. When I moved online and I recognized like nobody outside of my small town had heard of me, I had all these ideas, all these opinions, this entire point of view, but nobody, uh, you know, had heard of me and I didn't know how to get the word out. I was doing a lot of cold calling. I was doing a lot of cold emailing, reaching out, thinking about businesses that I might be able to help or individuals I might be able to help or people who I thought could refer me business. And I was just reaching reaching out email style. One of the things that I recently did, um, you know, fast forward three years later, as I walked into a real estate office nearby, and I said, hey, I see that in, in addition to being a real estate 
you know, sort of brokerage firm, you also teach real estate agents how to become, you teach people how to become real estate agents. And the woman said, oh, are you interested in being a real estate agent? And I said, no, but I'm really interested in helping new real estate agents build their first businesses for themselves and offer them the coaching and consultation that they might need to get out of their own way and to stop with limiting beliefs. Like I walked into an office, some random person, I didn't ask for the decision maker, I didn't ask for human resources, just the first person I saw. And I was led through the office to, you know, a more decision making process. And I started the conversation and I put myself out there. Three years ago, I would have fallen through the floor. I would have done anything to avoid a situation like that. But with three years of business experience, three years of putting myself out there, three years of being unapologetic about who I am, what I do and how I serve, I had the cojones to cold, what do you call that? <laughs> like Cold water walk in, but like I just walked in without an appointment, without a script, without a plan. I just looked the part. I set myself up for success. I knew I could teach a new real estate agent how to put themselves out there, how to get their first 10 clients. I knew I had the skill set. So I just went in and tried to teach it and, and sell myself on it. Now they might hire within. This isn't an idea that anybody in that office was ever looking for or thinking about, but they had the conversation with me. And then <laughs> this, it gets better. You'll like this. So then the guy asked me, he's like, well, we didn't really make an appointment and this, that, and the other thing. And I said, well, if you want your real estate agents to only work when they have an appointment, to only put themselves out there when it's totally comfortable and everybody's ready for the pitch, this probably isn't a really good business for me to offer my skills or talent in anyway, because what you need are real estate agents who are confident enough to put themselves out there unapologetically, even if they don't have an appointment because you need the go-getters. You need the real estate agents with initiative and with creativity and with the confidence to show up. That's what I teach. I would be, it would be nonsense if then I taught it, but then hid behind a super appropriate email asking for a moment of your time. If you want to raise risk takers, you have to be a risk taker. How's that? It was a good pitch. I hope I get the job, right? Like I, ho I hope it works out for me. After doing it and having it be that shiny, sassy new, I should absolutely get the gig. But it's it doesn't matter if I get it or not. Because in that moment, in that 20 minutes of bravery, of just unapologetically putting myself out there, I changed the story of what I'm capable of from even three years ago. Um, and that's that's what it is. I walked into, I was sitting in the car beforehand going, oh my gosh, these people are going to think you're spam. What happens if they call the cops? I was looking all over the building for like a no soliciting sign. There was no sign. There was no indication that I was breaking a law. But all of these things were like telling me you were going to be asked to leave in five minutes. And then it's, you didn't work on a pitch. You didn't make up a plan because this entire idea came to me incredibly spontaneously because there happened to be a Starbucks next door. So all of that happened. And all of that is a thought and a series of thoughts and a series of feelings and a series of second guessing that just got caught in my hat. 
And at some point, I just said, F it. I opened my car door. I opened the door to my their office, and I had the conversation with their team manager that was on staff that day. What happens next? I'm going to follow up because that's what you do, and that's a good sales process, and that's a good sales strategy. It gives me time to think through anything I wish I had said or a point I wish I had made or a way to formulate an offer in a more specific way. But if I had believed everything I thought, that opportunity that's now in front of me that we don't know has any validity whatsoever wouldn't even exist. I now have a door that wasn't even in my existence a couple of days ago because I simply took action. If I had believed my thoughts, if I had listened to myself for 10 seconds, if I had maybe gotten a pitch together, it never would have happened. And that's that's the one thing, my friends. I think it, this is the long-winded answer to one thing. <laughs> I don't think when I was asked the question, somebody expected me to go on for 15 minutes about it, but it really is the one thing. And that's what it looks like in action. Don't believe everything you think. Take action anyway. And just like that, you just might change the story of who you are and what you're capable of. Our potential truly is only limited by how big we're willing to dream. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you took value in this conversation. And I hope you take a moment as you think about your own skill set, the own, your special sauce that you're bringing to the table, your pile of services and products that you put out to the universe. If you could only teach people one thing and be guaranteed that everybody would learn it, what is the thing that you would shout from the rooftops? so everybody would know. In that answer, you just might find your confidence to take the next step. It was really fun talking to you today. Thanks so much for joining me. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.